The Arabian Nights, the 179th night. The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the young man recited the verses and the boatmen rowed until they crossed the river and reached the opposite side. The two men disembarked, but the girl took leave of them, saying, I cannot go with you beyond this point. Then she departed, leaving Nur al-Din Ali prostrate on the ground before Abu al-Hasan, unable to stand on his feet. Abu al-Hasan said to him, My lord, our lives are not safe here, for I fear that we may be prey to robbers. And he kept reproaching him and remonstrating with him, until he rose at last and proceeded with him, hardly able to walk. It happened that Abu al-Hasan al-Attar had some friends who lived on that side of the city. So he went to the house of one of them, whom he trusted and with whom he felt intimate, and knocked at the door. The friend came out quickly, and when he saw Abu al-Hasan, he was extremely pleased. Abu al-Hasan related later, He brought us into his house, and when we were seated he asked, Where have you been, my lord? I replied, I had a business deal with a certain individual, and when I heard that he had designs on my money, as well as that of other people, I went to him tonight in the company of this gentleman, pointing to Ali ibn Bakar, and adding, I took him with me, for fear that the man would get wind of my intention and hide from me. But in spite of my efforts, I was unable to catch him or find out where he was. So I returned, and feeling sorry for this exhausted gentleman, not knowing where else to go, and looking forward to the pleasure of your company, I took the liberty of coming to you. The host treated them with the utmost attention and generosity, and they stayed with him the rest of the night. As soon as it was dawn, they headed for the river bank, and taking a rowboat, crossed to the other side. They landed, and went to the house of Abu al-Hasan, who conjured Ali ibn Bakar to go in with him. As soon as Ali ibn Bakar went in, he collapsed on the bed, suffering from longing, grief, and exhaustion. The two men slept a while, and when Abu al-Hasan awoke, he ordered the servants to spread the furnishings. He related later, I said to myself, Let me entertain him and distract him, for I know very well the torment he feels for leaving his beloved behind. Then I thanked God for my deliverance from danger, and pledged arms in gratitude. When the young man awoke and sat up, I said to him, Refresh yourself. Ali ibn Bakar called for water, and when the servants brought it, he rose, and, performing his ablutions, prayed the obligatory prayers which he had missed the past day and night. Then he tried to find solace and console himself by talking with his friend. When Abu al-Hasan saw this, he turned to him and said, My lord, it will be better for you in your condition to stay with me tonight, so that you may make merry with me, enjoy the entertainment and diversion, and relieve yourself from the anguish of your love and longing, and perhaps God will send you relief from your affliction. Ali ibn Bakar replied, Do as you wish, for I will not contradict you. Abu al-Hasan related later, I summoned his servants 
invited his friends, and brought a singing woman. We spent the time together till nightfall, and when the candles were lit and the moment was propitious, the singing woman sang these verses. Fate pierced me with a deadly dart, and left me of my love bereft, sick and impatient with my lot, the sorry lot I did expect. When Ali ibn Bakar heard the singer's words, he swooned down and remained unconscious until I despaired of him. But at daybreak he came to himself. Then he asked to go home, and Abu al-Hasan al-Attar did not try to prevent him for fear of the consequences. The servants brought the young man's she-mule, and he rode home, accompanied by Abu al-Hasan, who related later, When I saw him safe at home, I thanked the Almighty God, glorious be his name. Abu al-Hasan stayed with him for a while, and tried to comfort him, but when he saw that the young man could not control himself, but remained distracted and unresponsive, he rose to take his leave. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinarzad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story! Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night? If the king spares me, and lets me live, it will be even stranger than this. The 180th Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that when Abu al-Hasan rose to take his leave, Ali ibn Bakar said to him, Brother, perhaps you will get some news from my beloved, for I saw how she was, and we must find out what happened to her afterward. Abu al-Hasan replied, Her maid is bound to come and tell us about her. Then he left Ali ibn Bakar and went to his shop, and there he waited for the maid, but she did not come. He spent the night in his own house, and the next morning, after he performed his ablutions and prayers, he went to Ali ibn Bakar's house. When he went in, he found him lying in bed, surrounded by all sorts of people and by physicians, each of whom was examining him and prescribing something or other. Abu al-Hasan related later, When he saw me, he hearkened to me with a glad look and a faint smile. After I made the proper salutation, I told him how much I had missed him, inquired about his health and how he had passed the night, and sat with him until everyone left. Then I turned to him and asked, Why this congregation? He replied, The servants spread the word that I was sick, and the people came to see me, and, being weak, I lay in bed and was powerless to turn them back. But have you seen the maid? I replied, no, I have not seen her, but she will come today. Ali ibn Bakar wept bitterly until Abu al-Hasan finally said to him, Stop weeping. Conceal your secret from everyone and avoid scandal. But he continued to weep and recited the following verses. I hid my love, but it grew stronger still and made me weak 
revealing what I hid, and when I saw my tears betray my love, I wept without shame and myself outdid, the more revealing what my eyes concealed, except that more by far lay within sealed. Then he added, Life has dealt me a blow I did not need, and now there is nothing easier for me than death, for it will bring me relief from my suffering and release me from my affliction. Abu al-Hassan replied, May God protect you and grant you a remedy. You are not the first one to undergo such an ordeal, or the only one to suffer such a wrong. He conversed with him for a while, then went to the market and opened his shop. Hardly had he sat down when up came the maid. Abu al-Hassan related later, She greeted me, looking withered and dejected. I said to her, You are very welcome. I have been worried about you and waiting for news from you. How is your lady? As for us, here is what happened to us. And he told her all that had passed. She marvelled, and sighing said, My lady fared much worse. When you left, I kept worrying about you, hardly believing that you had escaped. When I went back, I found my mistress lying prostrate in the alcove, unable to speak or to respond, while the commander of the faithful sat by her head, not knowing what ailed her, and finding none who could explain. She remained in this condition, surrounded by her maids, some of whom rejoiced, and some of whom wept for her. When she came to herself, Al-Rashid asked her, O oh, Shams al-Nahar, what ails you? When she heard his words, she kissed his feet and said to him, May God make me your ransom, O commander of the faithful. I had an attack of the bile, which set my body on fire and made me faint. The caliph asked, What have you eaten today? She replied by inventing something and, pretending to have recovered, called for wine, drank it, and begged the commander of the faithful to resume his merrymaking. The caliph returned to his place and bade her sit with him and be at ease, and she did as he bade. Then I went up to her, and when she asked me about the two of you, I told her what had happened to you, and when I repeated the verses that Ali ibn Bakar had recited, she wept. Then a girl, called the Lover's Eyes, sang the following verses. Life has forsooth not been sweet after you. I wonder how you have fared after me. If my loss you don't mourn with bitter tears, over your cruel loss my tears should blood be. When Shams al-Nahar heard the song, she swooned again, and I tried to revive her. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinarzad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if I stay alive? The 181st Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the maid said to Abu al-Hassan, 
I tried to revive her, rubbing her feet and sprinkling her with rose water. When she came to herself, I said to her, Tonight you are going to bring ruin on yourself and on all your household. By the life of your beloved, steal yourself and be patient, even though you are going through hell. She replied, Can anything happen to me worse than death, which will deliver me from my torment? While we conversed, another girl, called Dawn of the Forlorn, began to sing the following verses. Patience, they said, may consolation bring. Without him, I replied, how can I patience find? For at our last embrace we pledged to cut the cords of patience with the oaths that bind. When Shams al heard the song, she swooned again, and the commander of the faithful noticed her and rushed to her, and when he looked at her, she seemed almost dead. He bade the wine be removed, and each girl returned to her chamber, while he spent the rest of the night with Shams al-Nahar, who remained unconscious. When she awoke in the morning, the commander of the faithful, not knowing what ailed her, and unaware of her passion, summoned the physicians and ordered them to treat her. He stayed with her until he thought that she was beginning to feel better. Then he left a group of his concubines and maids with her and returned to his quarters, still concerned about her health. As soon as it was morning, she bade me go to you and bring her news of my lord Ali ibn Bakar. When Abu al-Hasan heard what the maid said, he replied, I have already told you what happened to Ali ibn Bakar and how he feels. Convey my greetings to Shams al-Nahar. Do all you can to counsel her and spare no effort to keep her secret hidden. I myself will acquaint the young man with what you have told me about her. The girl thanked Abu al-Hasan, took her leave and departed. Abu al-Hasan related later, I spent the rest of the day buying and selling. Then I went to Ali ibn Bakar, and when I entered, I found him in the same condition in which I had left him. He welcomed me, and looking dismayed, said, My lord, I did not dispatch anyone to reassure you, knowing the burden that I have placed on you, and for which I shall be beholden to you to the end of my days. I replied, Leave this talk. Could I ransom you with my life? I would give my life for you. And could I protect you with my eyes? I would give my eyes for you. Today Shams al-Nahar's maid came to see me. Then Abu al-Hasan repeated to him what the maid had told him. But the young man's torment grew worse, and he fretted, lamented, and wept, wondering what to do in the face of this great misfortune. Then he asked Abu al-Hasan to spend the night with him, and Abu al-Hasan did so, but he slept very little. As soon as it was dawn, Abu al-Hasan left the young man and went to his shop, where he found the maid already waiting for him. When he saw her, he did not open the shop, but went directly to her. She made a sign of salutation to him, conveyed her lady's greetings, and asked, "'How is my lord, Ali ibn Bakar?' He replied, He is the same. How is your lady? She said, She is worse. 
she wrote him a letter, and, giving it to me, said, Bring an answer, and do whatever Abu al-Hasan bids you. Abu al-Rasan related later, I took her with me, and, returning to the young man's house, went in to see him. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if I stay alive? The 182nd Night I heard, O happy king, that when Shams al-Nahar's maid came to Abu al-Hasan al-Attar, he took her with him and returned to the house of Ali ibn Bakar, and leaving her standing at the door, went in to see him. When the young man saw him, he inquired, What is the news? Abu al-Hasan, giving him a wink, replied, All is well. A friend of yours has sent his maid with a letter expressing his longing for you and explaining the reason for his delay, as you will see for yourself. Will you give her permission to come in to see you? Ali ibn Bakar replied, Very well. Then one of his servants went out and brought her in. As soon as Ali ibn Bakar saw her, he recognized her and rejoiced and moving toward her, gave her a wink and asked, How is your master? May God grant him health and recovery. She took out the letter and gave it to him, and he took it, and kissing it, read it, then gave it to Abu al-Hasan with a trembling hand. Abu al-Hasan related later, When I looked at the letter, I found the following. In the name of the Almighty God, Answer the one who brings you news of me, and let his words suffice you for my sight. You left me with a heart mad with desire, and eyes that sleepless stay throughout the night. I bear with patience my unhappy lot, for who can avoid the cruel blows of fate? Be glad. You will be always in my heart, and you will always my thoughts dominate. Look at your body wasting with desire, and you will know how mine burns with love's fire. O oh, my Lord, were it not for my desire to acquaint you with my suffering for your sake, with the torments of your absence and my longing for you, I would have wisely refrained from speaking with my tongue or writing with my hand to lay open my heart and reveal the anguish of my body and soul, for an eyewitness's account needs no further explanation. In a word, I sit with sleepless eyes and anxious thoughts, with restless heart and confused mind, aware of nothing but my stricken body and my aching, lacerated soul. I feel as if I have never been well or free from distress, as if I have never seen a single lovely sight or lived a single happy day. Oh, would that I were dead or forgotten! Or would that I complained only to one who shares my plight, or wept only before one who shares my tears, saying, Alas, with you I have not had my wish, nor had the pleasure your favour to woo. 
parted we were by fate, and now alone. I sit and shed my bitter tears for you. May the Almighty God reunite all yearning lovers and unite us again. In the meantime, write me some words to keep me company, and bless me with your precious answer to aid me and comfort me, and wait with becoming patience until God grants us a way to meet again. Peace be with Abu al-Hassan. What I read was so heartfelt that it would have moved even a light heart, let alone a heavy one, and I was so touched that I almost began to read it aloud, revealing everything were it not for my fear of exposure. I said to Ali ibn Bakar, This writer has written a beautiful, tender, and moving letter. Give him a prompt reply, and write him a beautiful letter. Ali ibn Bakar replied with a faint voice, With what hand shall I write, and with what voice shall I lament and mourn? For she has added sickness to my sickness, and death to my death. Then he sat up, and taking a sheet of paper, said, But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? <laughs>